Bill Morgan and for Pam Cook on this football Friday morning from 1480 WHBC. Happy to talk high school football with Dan Belford. And Dan, a tremendous slate of games without doubt for the WHBC sports team in the station's 79th year of covering games. But it doesn't get a whole lot bigger, my friend, than the game you're doing tonight. Two undefeated state-ranked teams battling one another, St. Ed's at Maslin. Tell us what you're expecting to see when that game kicks off tonight. Yeah, how about that? Good morning, Bill. Nice to have you along this morning. Um, Yeah, here we go again. You've got St. Ed's defending champ from last year and uh, the year prior. They came into this game last year undefeated and limped out after a come-behind great win by Maslin. Series now is at four and four. In fact, that was the only blemish on St. Ed's schedule last year. But this is really a, a nice, interesting setup this year. I really feel this is one of the better teams for Maslin in the last few years in terms of being so solid on um, both sides of the ball. I mean, they got a huge task at hand with this offensive line that can just tilt the field um, for St. Ed's with, with the likes of the Armstrong brothers that are going to Ohio State and Roebuck. It's going to Michigan. They've got a pretty solid quarterback who returns from that championship team and uh, Casey Bullock. Uh, they got a nice run throw. They're, they're not a dominating team when you look at the stats in terms of big numbers, but they know how to finish games and they can get you uh, with the big play. I thought one of the more interesting uh, just numbers, and we get provided a lot from the St. Edge people, is they, they roll the dice. They're eight for eight on fourth down conversions this year. So when you think you've got them pinned, they're going to take the chance and come back at you and try to keep the drive alive. They they lean on their run game. Their quarterback's a strong runner. He's one of the leading rushers on the team. But Maslin prides himself on the run defense. And they have shut people down this year. In fact, I think under 300 yards total for four games by their opponents uh, rushing the football. And on the other side, they're scoring points, like 50-plus a game over the last uh, three weeks. They're going to continue, as we know, to go with the dual quarterbacks with Owens and Slaughter. Uh, they're putting up big numbers. They're completing passes. I believe the touchdowns have been caught by seven different receivers. That shows you the balance on the Maslin team. But it's all going to come down to turnovers. Um, last week, St. Ed's fought for their life against Elder, and one of the reasons they came out of the gate with two early turnovers and Elder converted those into points last year, a fumble late in the game in their own territory led to the winning touchdown pass by slaughter uh, for the Tigers to pull out that win. This has got all the makings of not just the best game in Stark County tonight. I really feel this is probably the best matchup in the state of Ohio. Dan Belford from WHBC Sports. And, Dan, you had an opportunity to see this Maslin team back in week two. What did you like most about Coach Moore's team then? And maybe some areas, as you do a ton of research, I know you and Mark Miller and Kenny Rhoda, you think maybe they've gotten better on in the last couple of weeks. Uh, You know, I think what they've gotten better on is they're never happy with their performance, and they're always looking to, to plug any holes they may have seen in the game, maybe holes that we don't even identify but they've got solid people at the linebacking course up front the offensive line is big and they can move people out but this is very uh, cohesive and collective unit on both sides of the ball and and i know kenny and mark had mentioned for instance the quarterback 
situation with Dewan Owens and Slaughter. You've got two kids. Slaughter's been your guy for two years, and he's won ball games for you, and he's gotten you deep. And now in comes the new kid, Owens, and they had shared that with no ego. They kicked that to the curb. They work together. They support each other. And, and I think you've known in all the years you've done it, Bill, if you just see a little dissension when it comes to skill positions and, and you feel that in the locker room, that can decimate a team. And we haven't seen that. If anything I can say about the Tigers on defense, they're not a, a couple of guys that stand out. They fall live to the football. It's 11 guys with, with, a, with a purpose, and that's the way they execute on offense. I just have a feel for this team that they can maybe just get a little further than they have done prior years, and a little further would mean getting to the big game at the end of the year. Dan Belford from WHBC Sports and our stream game of the week that Derek Philo and I will be uh, doing has uh, a matchup as McKinley, who you saw in a big win over Perry last week, playing host to Green. What did you like in terms of what you saw out of the Pups last week? Boy, I'll tell you, they're focused, Bill. Um, they just really have seen the brought it together. You know, they came out. It was so important this year to come out week one and get a win. And then you stumble week two, and a lot of it was just self-inflicted mistakes and penalties and what have you. They rebounded with such a, a big win on the road at Kaufman. And then last week at Perry, they were surgical. They put on a clinic. I believe their first. I'm pretty sure first five drives, first five possessions of the game ended in touchdowns. And many of those were 80-plus yard drives. And they were throwing the football. Rhodey set a record, I think, a one-game record for um, the Bulldogs over 300 yards in that game. His receivers, Quincy and so on, were catching the ball. By the end of the game, Nino Hill was starting to see his legs again and pick up crucial yards to burn clock. They have not had a letdown after that loss, and that's been very important for this team because we've watched that roller coaster with McKinley the last uh, couple of years, and they seem to have found that. And I know that's a concern of Coach Hall coming into this game tonight. This is a good green team, and he cannot have a letdown in this game because you just don't know. It's where you hit the halfway point, which is hard to believe of the season. Now you're, you're mapping your own destiny, whether it be a league title which um, obviously both of these teams in the Fed are aspirations to get to week 11 and to go a little bit deeper. So I see the Bulldogs coming out with focus. This will not be an easy game. Green is the real deal. That's going to be a fun matchup tonight. And, Dan, our YouTube game of the week, another team you've seen. By the way, Dan Belford's everywhere. Uh, in the opening <laughs> opening week of the season, our Thursday night game, uh, Fairless was at home against Sandy Valley, and uh, we've got Fairless at home as Frank Salona has that game. Northwest coming to town. Uh, the Falcons a tough loss in week one. What did you like out of Coach Sarbaugh's team there in the opening week, Dan? Yeah, I like um... – I, I was a little taken back, I'll say that much, by with what they had back, their nucleus, with their quarterback, Colucci, and a lot of other skill kids. I was a little surprised to come out 0-2, and, and I know AJ and the kids were, were disappointed in themselves, too. But I, we had talked, um, I was talking to Kenny and JG here within the last week or two, and I thought it was so crucial for a couple of teams like Northwest and Fairless to, to put a couple together and all of a sudden, you're two and two, and you're back in the mix of things for the Pac-7. You're two and two, and with this, and you know, Bill, with this expanded playoff format, now you put a little run on. You could come out of a season six and four, 
maybe even five and five, depending on strength of schedule, and get into week 11 and hope a little bit deeper. I, uh, Northwest had that big win at Louisville. That was a tough game. And they backed it up with another uh, big win last week. So now both teams sit in level of two and two. Your destiny's in front of you. Your, your roadmap will be determined by you. This is going to be a fun game tonight. It's a game I'd really like to be doing if we weren't doing St. Ed's and uh, Maslin tonight. I think two teams that really get after each other year in and year out. Two solid coaches in John DeMarco and A.J. Sarball. It's got all the elements to be a game that goes deep into the fourth quarter, and I think that's what we're going to see on the YouTube game tonight. Maybe we can get the WHBC mad scientist, Dan, to clone you, and then you can be at both games. <laughs> I would love that. In many ways, I would love that. Sounds great. Dan, as always, we appreciate the Friday morning visits. We'll look forward to the call of the game tonight with you here on HBC as well as on Mix 94.1. You and Billy have a great one tonight, Bill.